What's good, everybody? Welcome to We Create Music TV. I'm your host, B. Vaughn. And man, today we got my man, music producer, Duke Ellington. Brother, welcome What's to going the show, on, man? man. Hey, I'm good, brother. How hey, I'm good. <laughs> I'm great too, man. I'm great, it's a good man. day today. It's a good day today. Man, how are you, brother? Man, I'm good. Just settling in today, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot to do. A lot to do. Always a lot to do, you know what I'm saying? Like, especially for us creatives, we always got things that we're trying to get our hands into, you know, whether it's music or some other creative aspect. But, man, I appreciate you yes, being sir. on the show today, brother. Hey, I appreciate you having me, man. Yes, sir. Man, so let's jump right into it. So talk about how you got started in this whole music thing, man. What led you to even get into, into music? Um, what led me to get to music, and I got to thank her, uh, my mother, she, um, basically came to me one day when I was younger. She was like, I want you to play saxophone. I think that'd be good for you stuff like that. So I was like, okay, cool. You know, around that time, I'm just like, I think I'm like 13 or something, but I'm like, yeah, I do that just to, you know, make you happy or whatever. And then, um, ended up, um going to a uh, music class or whatever or band and they was like um you know what you want to play what instrument you want to play and i was just like split second just thought about it i was like drums and then i'm thinking in my mind i'm like she asked me you want to play i mean i want you to play, <laughs> play sax, sax. like i want you to play saxophone and stuff and i'm like instantly just said drums because mm. you know everybody in that in at that uh, that day um when i was getting involved with it mm. uh was actually picking drums you know what i'm saying it was like 12 people pick drums and i was like i'm gonna get <laughs> drums man this sounds like this the move mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and i did that and i actually long story short came back home and uh she was like so here go my saxophone player and stuff and i'm like <laughs> i'm thinking to myself like she's gonna hate this you know what i'm saying and i told her i'm playing drums and she looking at me like boy didn't i tell you to play saxophone <laughs> I'm like, nah, man, I, I think that'd be more cool than me playing the sax. And then I, I mean, uh, playing the drums. And I thought about it later on as I got older. I was like, it might have been a little bit cooler for me to play the saxophone, though. You know what I'm saying? Just from a lady's perspective. But mm -hmm. it was just, it was crazy. <laughs> I was so young. And I just thought it was dope, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm mm -hmm. actually, I'm actually dope. I got happy I got into it. But um, it was, it was, a, it was a funny day that day. Yeah, man, I bet you set out. You set out to to do sax, but he was like, "Nah, I want to play these drums." Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, so how long did you play the drums for when you were in in school? Uh, well, I got started when I was thirteen, and I played all the way up to um, twenty one because I played in college. You know what I'm saying? I started in middle school, I think around like eighth grade, and then um played all through high school and then I had got a scholarship um to college playing drums. So that was pretty dope, you know what I'm saying? I marched around um well went to HB uh HBCU mm -hmm. Alabama A&M, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Shout out to them. That was a really really dope experience, man. We got to travel around. Uh, I think it was actually like in the Little Romeo video or something like that back in the day. Oh, that's dope. I right, like I think I remember yeah. that video. Yeah, it was, um, we shot it in um, Indianapolis at the Colt mm -hmm. Stadium. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I almost fell in that video. <laughs> yeah. I remember it specifically. Mm. Yeah, man. That was a crazy moment, man. I was like, had to be like 20 at the time. But mm -hmm. that day was so crazy, man. I'm talking about like one thing I can say about just, uh, you know, getting involved with that at that age. It got it gave me a chance to travel. You know what I'm saying? At a young age, like we used to go to Atlanta all the time for like uh, little little competitions and stuff like that. Um, especially when I got in college, we traveled a lot of places like uh, went to Louisiana, uh, Baton Rouge, went out to um, Indianapolis. Like I said, um, played Tuskegee. Um, where else we went? Alcorn. Um, I think that's in Mississippi, something like that. Um, Man, just there's plenty of places we went. I can I can't remember too many times of it because I was mm -hmm. that's about ten years ago. But that was most definitely a, a good time. Like when it, it helped me now in my days now, especially when it comes to like networking and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was always dope. Like meeting new people when we go out of town and stuff. Yeah, man. So so you were like the Nick Cannon. <laughs> exactly, man. That's exactly like really how she got me into it. She showed me mm. the uh, she showed me the movie. And I wasn't mm -hmm. really feeling it at first. I was like, man, this is kind of like weird. And I just really don't like think this is like cool for real. You know what I'm saying? And, man, Drumline was kinda... dope. No, I'm just... <laughs> yeah, Drumline was, drum line was dope. Me, it really got hooked to me. Mm -hmm. It got really hooked to me, man. But at the beginning, I wasn't really like feeling it for some reason. Oh, yay. Look, I understand. But it, yo, isn't it funny how... When you're growing up, your mom's kind of want you to do something that you may or may not want to do. And then you find yourself in it and then you find yourself loving it. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Like I, I remember, man, when my mom. So I went to high school in Germany. Right. My stepdad was he was in the army. And so when okay. I was we, we, we were in Petersburg, Virginia, when I was in high school. Petersburg High. So if anybody out there know Petersburg High, same high school Trey Songs went to, right? So Petersburg High. And uh, it was my first time she enrolled me into JROTC. Wow. Man, I didn't want to be in no JROTC. I was like, I want to do this. Yeah. And then I fell in love with it. So it's amazing how, you know, we don't, we don't really know how we're going to like something until we try it. Same thing I try to tell my kids. Like you never know, just try it. You may right. like it. You may like broccoli, but nah, they, right. they, still, they still hate broccoli today. But like, I mean, I just find it amazing, you know, when you're younger, how parents kind of try to direct you into a certain a certain path, uh, and then you know it it, it works out because now, yep. I mean, now you're a music producer, right? And so that kind of helps, you know, taking what it you learn from from band into your own production. Most definitely, man. And then, like, shoot, my dad wanted me to play basketball, like, for the longest, man. I'm talking about, I was eight, and he was, like, I think he was still playing or something, man. He was playing for, like, some type of, like, league that, you know what I'm saying? When people still be playing, man, they, they be in these little leagues that they be in, and, and he was in one, and he was just, like, really driven at that moment he was like man i think you should play basketball man you know what i'm saying and all that and he kind of like had me like in that mentality around that time because i was so younger and i used to um i used to try out for teams and stuff like that around that time and i didn't really make the teams and stuff like that mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like 
And then, I mean, I was cool. I was cool, but I wasn't like as good as the guys who was making the teams. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I kind of like started when I got into that into music. It really snapped in my mind of what you just said. Like it was really like, wow, like this is this is something I wasn't really like attached to mm-hmm. at the beginning. And then it like when I when it grew on me, it started it started showing me like, wow, like I'm really like catching on to this stuff quicker. It was this guy, uh, this younger dude, um, played drums with me when I first started. I used to always like learn new stuff from him because he just came in the door like just going crazy, and I'm looking like, yo. Who is this kid? Like this is he was on drumline. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then and then like when I actually uh you know I just talked to him a lot and then um mm-hmm. I just started learning with him man and I quickly began to like just get really good at a um beginning stage of it and that's what kind of like showed me like wow this is this might be what I'm supposed to do. And um I had some best friends. We used to um play around in this thing called Mixcraft back in the day mm-hmm. yep yeah and um like i said um his uh cousin or friend or something like that basically um gave him fruity loops and stuff like that it was fruity like loops. fruity loops four or something mm-hmm. and when we got involved with it i was like bro what is this this mm-hmm. is kind of like what i do when i go to band and stuff like this it's just not like musical notes mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and um once we got involved with that for a couple of weeks, I just started like really just, I didn't really know that was production and stuff at that time. I thought we was just like playing some type of game. We was just making mm. beats, making type of songs or something like that. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. And um, I was just thinking to my mom, like, man, this stuff has a lot of different like selections we can deal with, bro. I'm like, this ain't really like a game for real. You know what I'm saying? And um still didn't know nothing about production for it for it until like really mid or later high school you know what i'm saying but this was in middle school around this time we was like 13 just seeing this stuff and we got on it and we just started playing with stuff and that's when i kind of like knew i had an ear for it because i didn't really wasn't really taking no real classes at that time when we mm-hmm. first got on through loops I think I got in the band after that, you know what I'm saying? It, it just snapped to me about what we was doing. But right. um, around that time, we was just really just by ear playing stuff and clicking stuff in. And it was just crazy, man, because I didn't know what we was doing, didn't know mm-hmm. nothing about the timing of it. You know what I'm saying? We was just mm-hmm. making long eternity beats. <laughs> <laughs> making beats like you back the in band, the 70s. I'm telling you, like, it was just a never-ending Nine minute beats. <laughs> nine minutes 20 minutes you know what i'm saying it was just crazy and i was just like man this when i got into like the music classes and stuff like that that's when mm-hmm. i was starting to learn like okay oh we need to cut this or start making this into some mm-hmm. type of loop situation or something but it was it was real dope man around those times because we was just really just discovering stuff so it, it was like at our creative we was really just having so much um a whole world of creativity in front mm-hmm. of us around it yeah, you know, that's the thing, brothers, like, <clears throat> excuse me, once you really get involved into the whole process, then you find out like, oh, there's a whole nother side to to this whole thing, right? And right. now you have to learn about time signatures and you have to learn about, you know, different types of notes and scales and chords and all those different things. And I think back in the day, and I mean back in the day, 
right? Mm -hmm. People had to actually know how to play stuff because you didn't have the advent of technology that allows you to do the things that, you know, you can do an FL today that you could not do back in the day. Like, so you had to have studio right. mus musicians come in and actually play sax and drums. And now I don't need a studio musician to come in and play sax and drums and chords and all that stuff. Software right. has made it easy to, I mean, I mean, look at all these different, you got Captain Chords, you got um, Hexachords. As I saw the other day, they got this thing called Hexachords, which just randomly makes a MIDI melody for you. you yeah, I've seen to, it. You don't even have to think of a MIDI melody, a MIDI melody for yourself. You can just, oh, I'm randomized, and it just does it for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's definitely crazy. Yeah, and so for, like for me, when I got started in music, yeah, I knew none of that stuff. <laughs> Not, and I think that's for most people, except for people who, you know, maybe kind of like yourself, or maybe uh, like uh, the lady I interviewed the other day, Desiree D. You know, right? You kind of get involved early on in playing an instrument. I was talking to a, uh, a homie the other day, didn't know. And we've been homies for 11, almost 12 years. I never knew that he started off playing saxophone. Wow. I was like, white bro, you never told me that. He was like, yeah, man. He said, that's, he said, that's what, he said, that's what I learned to play. That's how I got into music was playing the saxophone. I was like, oh, so you like Kenny G. That's what you, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yep, that's about right. I was like, Kenny G. <laughs> playing the, the weddings yeah me playing the weddings uh yeah so i mean i'm i think it's always kudos when i talk to people that know how to play an instrument or several instruments and how they incorporate that into what they do today because my instrument when i was growing up was my voice right so i was a, i was a singer people who know when they watch the show i ain't doing no singing for nobody but those, <laughs> those days are over but that's what i did and i always just find it amazing when people can physically play piano or sax or drums and things like that. So, yeah, man. So, so kind of talk about, um, so you didn't even say where you was from. I know where you're from, but you know, I don't know if everybody else know where you're from. So okay. talk about, talk about where you're from and the culture of music in that area and how you kind of, uh, you know, utilize, you know, from a culture perspective, uh, the music and how the music shapes what you do today. Uh, well, first off, Everybody out there, I'm from uh, Birmingham, Alabama, you know what I'm saying? Um, basically, you know, one of the bigger cities of Alabama. Um, the culture out here, man, it's basically the same thing I was saying. It's, it's a lot of um, HBCU type of uh, spirits out here, big on football. Um, also basketball, you know what I'm saying? Real sports-driven uh, city and state. But, man, the, the, the culture out here is always been a, a dope energy it's always been like um you just meet so many people from different walks of life that just has a different gift you know what i'm saying and just being out here seeing just different people doing their thing with the music it's just like man i didn't even know some of this stuff existed out here you know what i'm saying but mm -hmm. it's just been real dope just seeing the culture of birmingham grow uh here in the present you know what i'm saying from the past and um I'm just I'm, I'm eating still out here to this day, <clears throat> and then um, like I said, back to the HBCU thing. We had this thing out here. We didn't have it this year due to the COVID, but uh, mm -hmm. our big event out here is the Magic City Classic. Mm -hmm. um, 
this the college I went to, Alabama A and M, we play Alabama State every year around like uh, Halloween time. You know what I'm saying? And it'd be people out there park Wednesday, and the game is like Saturday. Damn. You know what I'm saying? So it'd be real big, man. They always shut down roads and stuff like that. And you got to take a certain path to get to the stadium and stuff like that. So it used to always be dope just mm-hmm. going out there and, um, you know, just kept capturing that vibe, man, because everybody be grilling. You know what I'm saying? You got uh, everybody walking around the stadium, you know, kind of congregating. You seeing people from different schools or different areas of Birmingham mm-hmm. just linking in and just, you know, meeting people you never met before and stuff like that, man. It was It was always a dope dope um event that they have every year i think this year we're having it in april though so that's gonna be different it's gonna be different you know what i'm saying people uh october was last month so it was a lot of people like feeling a little funny because like (laughs) you know you usually be getting uh prepared and set up for uh the classic and stuff like that and this year just wasn't like that so you were seeing like people still having uh little events and parties magic city classic weekend i'm like man this is not like finna happen (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we we still gonna put the game up there though we still gonna put uh the the event like the game for the happen. Mm-hmm. i'm like man this is it's not gonna happen man <laughs> it's not gonna happen man you know i was uh when the whole COVID thing started and like the nfl has shut down or the nba yeah. has shut down and uh, i was talking to one of my kids one day and i was like yo you, you know what they should do they should just all jump on madden or they should all just jump on uh nba <laughs> NBA 2K. 2K. And actually just play the game that way. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, all your people just, because you the, you the character. So you just play yeah. your character in the game. Like, hey, we keep it rolling. But, I'm telling but, you. Shoot. But, you, hey, they doing it. I'm telling you. They are doing it. They doing it. But, you know, I mean, so here's the reality, though. Because of the current state that we're in, and because we are music creatives, I don't think the way that we operated before as music creatives going to events and doing all these big things and you know it's going to be the same going forward so I think sometimes we as creatives are going to have to kind of reinvent how we how we do things from right from a COVID perspective because COVID has changed a lot and and right I don't think things are going to go back to being to being the same you know so even for yourself as a music producer right and for even for myself as someone who you know dabbles in you know in music production like we got to start thinking about how we can change our medium of how we're going to to do what we do, right? right. I don't think I just think it's going to be I just think it's going to be different than than what we than what we experienced before. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man, you're so, right about that. Yeah. So man, so even speaking of that, you know, so for you yourself as a music producer, you know, what are some of the the barriers and or challenges that you've experienced? And, you know, what are some things you've done to kind of kind of deal with those? Um, my barriers when I first started in shoot, even um, shoot, I actually kind of just overcame it, man. It was a uh, mixing, bro. Like for real, for real. Um, when I first started, I never knew nothing about like the engineering part behind doing this. You know what I'm saying? I never had nobody really kind of like get me into this stuff you know what i'm saying like my best friend we kind of got into it together so we both was not knowing what we was getting into Mm -hmm. so as i got older and i started progressing you know the beats was sounding good to me and stuff like that and other Mm -hmm. people was like yo we rocking with the beats and stuff but when i started getting around a more professional uh situation in it it it's like yo this nice beat but that mix is not good 
<laughs> your mix sound, your mix sound muddy. And I used to look like mix. What? Like what you mean? You know what I'm saying? And I mm-hmm. used to be thinking like, whoa. Like at the beginning, it used to hurt me, man. I used to be like, man, mm. they don't like this stuff, bro. <laughs> and as I got, <laughs> as I got, um, as I got into it more and just uh, start networking more, that's that's mm-hmm. an important thing out here, man. Like really. Really, the key to this stuff, in my opinion, is just networking and getting around people because you you learn stuff you might have never known. You know what I'm saying? Because, mm-hmm. like I said, me personally, like I said, I never had no type of mentor or somebody who was guiding me through mm. these situations, letting me know, like, hey, man, turn this knob and make it sound like this or mm-hmm. such and such. We used to just tweak this stuff. And I had one friend, though, that I met uh, when I first started, too. He used to always take a long time on beats, and I used to be like, bro. Bro, you taking hell long. Are we taking this long? <laughs> I'm talking about we used to be in there for three, four hours, and I'm still hearing the same loop, and I used to mm-hmm. drive me crazy, man. I used to be like, yo, I when I make beats, I'm not making beats like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I out quick. Yeah, I realized yeah. what he was doing though. He was sitting there like, you know, tweaking, mixing stuff, man. I was like, wow. Didn't know, you know, that was mm-hmm. the uh the situation because like I said when I first started and you know we'll load in drums or load in a synth or pad or mm-hmm. whatever them little boxes will pull up with the knobs and stuff we used to be like exiting out of that be like click. what is that click <laughs> get back to pressing this button <laughs> get that sound back in there man right but, um yeah man as like I said the, uh as I started networking and meeting people man we mm-hmm. I started you know learning about those different things um reverbs um delays um saturations eqs um Mm -hmm. just different stuff that deals with the the mixing uh techniques and stuff like that and i mean it it was a game changer for me you know what i'm saying i'm still getting better at it you know what i'm saying i'm still getting Mm -hmm. better at it it's still people um you know that i work with to this day they be like yo I'm, i'm loving what you're doing with these mixes like i like these mixes and i'm like all right we're going to keep learning this, man. We're going to keep getting better. And that's that's been a trial and error thing. Like I said, it's been something more like I've been just doing it and I'm hearing the results myself because mm-hmm. at first I was listening with my ear. Now I'm kind of getting it uh, off of a feeling base now. So it's mm-hmm. that's really been a good good um, transition for me now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. P- mixing is a huge part of of that process that I think sometimes people... I think more people now know that, yo, you got to get your stuff mixed. You got to get it mastered because yeah. it's going to sound amazing. You know, it kind of reminds me of that picture of like Scarlett Johansson. You ever seen that picture? It's like a meme yeah, yeah, somebody yeah. put out. It's like Scarlett Johansson without makeup. And it was like, it was like before it's mixed. And then it shows Scarlett Johansson with some makeup and it was like mixed. Mm-hmm. And then it shows her with like glamorous makeup. And so she's all mashed it up. But then it shows a a real mastered fuzzy picture and that's supposed to be yeah. the, MP, the mp3 down sample yeah but, you know i mean and in reality is your stuff needs to be and this is for everybody right it needs to be mixed if you don't know right. how to mix find somebody who know how to mix you know what i'm saying like that's just the big and i didn't know how to mix right like i said when i got into music i didn't know how to mix i didn't know how to play nothing i didn't know how to mix i was in a singing group and then we broke up and i said i'm just gonna go make music i'll figure it out Right. I know how to mix. So when I was in St. Louis, I went down to, I enrolled. I was one of the very first students at Nelly's uh, Extreme Institute in St. Louis, right? Like one of the wow. very first students, me and my homie uh, Keith. We were 
bro, I think we were like the very first students at that whole school. Crazy. There was just there were just two of us, me and him. There was no uh, nobody else in that school besides the people, the instructors. And we took a mixing class from this guy named Carl Napa. And Carl Napa has engineered for, oh man, uh, Michael Jackson, Justin Timberlake. Nell, he was Nelly's engineer. Uh, man, you name it. He in sync. Uh, he has his credit. Look up Carl Napa, and his his discography is like, I mean, it's that's crazy. Hella long. I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, I'm about to learn mixing from this dude, and uh, like he showed us a whole lot of different different techniques. You know, when it comes to levels. When it comes to panning, EQ, reverb, uh, and then he had this thing called the glue. I was like the glue, mm -hmm. but it's it's kind of what keeps the mix together, right? So you kind of mm -hmm. think about what your primary instruments are, and then what your secondary instruments or sounds are that kind of complement. But yeah. still to this day, I don't, I, don't, I still don't mix. I mix my stuff, and outside of that, that's that's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> but mixing is essential, right? Mixing is oh, yeah. is, is is essential. Man, so I want to get your thoughts on, uh, and, well, first let me go back. Anything else you want to add as far as your own barriers, your own challenges? I want to make sure we cover that, and I don't want to skip over that. Um, another barrier I probably had was um, really getting out here and networking. You know what I'm saying? Because at the beginning, there was no networking, man. We was just always going to my friend's house, making beats. I'm talking about at a younger age. We just going to the house making beats and stuff like that. We really didn't, we wasn't even thinking about uh, the business side of it. We didn't even really know. Well, we knew it was a at the time we didn't really like, there wasn't nothing in our mind that had us like, is there some type of way we put in an application and get into this? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But um, as I um, got older, you know, I didn't really like, wasn't really like putting, letting people hear my beats outside of my friends. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So when I started getting out networking and stuff like that, that was a little, it was a little different for me. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't know how to approach people when it came to um, me playing music to them uh, mm. pre uh, or uh, presenting my beats to them and stuff. So I didn't get into this stuff like really uh learning networking the the beginning stages of the networking situation mm -hmm. until i was like 24 you know what i'm saying wow uh that's when i went to an i standard um event hey that's when shout I got out involved to, with that shout out to jay hatch yeah shout out jay hatch man he's, he's shout always out jay hatch. been a good guy Sears, man, yep most of Sears too man yep. all those guys over there man they've been mm -hmm. they've been real good people to me man and that, like I said, that them those guys really helped me, like on the networking uh, aspect of the game. Mm -hmm. just, you know, getting out here and just learning people, um, learning, doing research about these people before you come to the panels and stuff like that, so right. you can, you know, have mm. some stuff to talk to them about mm. and stuff like that. And then on top of that, um, just like learning how to approach people too. You know what I'm saying? Not coming, to, hey man, I got fired. I got fired. Listen to me. Hey, you know I got explosive beats, bro. Explosive. Yes. Right. Yes. You want to kind of keep it more on a, uh, no kind of a business level. And also a, a mm. person, you know, want to be a person too. You want to be approachable. You want to be um, presentable to people and stuff like that. So, like I said, man, it was, that was the main two things. It was the mixing situation and the networking, man. That was, that was my main two barriers. And, you know, I'm still learning both of them. So, at the end of the day, man, this business to me is, you know, about learning something 
new every day. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it never stopped changing for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Man, you know what? I'm getting, re- I'm getting ready to record my uh, networking in the music industry series, man, because everything you just said comes from that. Like, I ain't even released it yet, but it talks about those same types of things, right? So when mm-hmm. you're meeting, when you're going to an event, and that's what I think most people don't do, is they just show up at an event, and then they find out, oh, hey, that's this producer or this songwriter or this artist, and they don't really know anything about them. They don't have a plan. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to network. They don't know how to pitch their music. They don't know how to pitch themselves. They don't know how to ask for assistance. I mean, it's just a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that because those are keys. Those are keys that people don't really consider when they are networking or meeting different people within this music industry. Like, regardless, it's still a business at the end of the, at the end of the day. And so you need to conduct yourself in a very professional manner. Man, I had this guy, and I talk about this in, the, in my networking in the music industry series, is mm. that I was at A3C in Atlanta at 2017, I believe, at, when they had it at Loudermilk, probably 2018. Now I moved here in 2018. I moved to Atlanta in 2018, so maybe it was then, maybe it was before then. But I was there, and this guy walked up to me Right. Don't know who I am. And of course, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not really anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, but he didn't know. He still didn't know who I was. And he walked up to me. He was like, hey, bro, what's good, man? You know, I can get that gas. <laughs> and I was and I was like, get some gas. I was like, yeah, yeah. man, you go up right on this street, you make a left. You can go right up here and right on your on left hand side. You'll see the gas station. Yeah. He looked at me. He was like. Nah, man, I'm talking about that. I'm talking about that smoke. Yeah. I looked at this dude was like, nah, bro, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'll just walk right off. Like, nah, bro. Because, yeah. you know, people, I, I think they're just so free with what they say and what they do that they don't really remember that this is a business and you still need to act as if it is, as if it is a business. Like, yeah, you can't right. come up to me and be like, yo, where the gas at? Yo, you got that weed? You know, like, <laughs> I don't even be like, nope. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm telling you, man. Peace. Heck no. You're definitely going to get that out here, man. And like I said, man, it's um, it's actually a lot of, uh, like I said, networking. That's how I mm-hmm. met AJ, uh, Amon Jackson. He's um AJ engineer. on the buttons. Yeah, man. I'm talking about, I met him at a, um, I standard event. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it was plenty. It was, I'm talking about people that I've actually done business with. You know what I'm saying? Mm. These guys was just, um, People that I've just seen at the panels, you know, mm-hmm. did some, uh, did a little uh, beat competition and stuff like that, and um, ended up networking with an artist, and just so happened to be in his studio, and we just caught a vibe, and shoot, man, I got his contact and just started, you know, contacting him and following up with him, man. That's another mm-hmm. thing, like following up with people. Uh, that's a real major thing, man. I'm talking about it's yes. gonna keep you fresh on their mind. Yes. Um, and you know, you never know what they have, what type of opportunity they they have for you, or what you have to offer to them. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. that following up situation, you never they gonna forget about you as soon as you give them the card, man. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, especially at an event where Bruh. it's a thousand plus. Oh people, my gosh! Definitely gonna be forgotten, man. So mm-hmm. um, following up, man, that, that's that's something that I really learned, man. I, I really uh, practice that now for sure, man, because. That right there has really um, helped me get in some good situations. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then um, 
kind of to go back what you were saying about the COVID, man, and the changing of our, our approach, you know, as creatives and stuff, man, that's really has gotten me into this, these doing Zoom virtual uh, sessions, man. I've met and uh, networked with a lot of different people across the country um, just here recently starting it. You know what I'm saying? I haven't launched it yet, but that's something that I'm really, um, really have been working on, man. Uh, these Zoom virtual sessions, I've been collaborating out uh, in Indonesia, a uh, music producer out there. He's a DJ as well. Um, real dope dude, man. Just met him out of uh, some campaigns that I was mm. running on Instagram. And he just ended up liking my music. And we just kind of made a mutual connection. Just been collaborating and stuff like that, man. Mm -hmm. um, New York um, had some Zoom sessions out there last week. Got another session with him tomorrow. Uh, that's another situation about following up, man. We've been mm. really um, getting some good chemistry going on, man, with these Zoom sessions, man. Because... You know, the physical uh, situation ain't really been too much. You know, we ain't mm -hmm. really been frequently doing that uh, here often. So, man, that I've been right. utilizing Zoom real heavy when it comes to uh, collaborating here uh, recently. So, you mm -hmm. know, just be on the lookout for that. You know, people out there, um, be on the lookout for that. I'll be launching, like, um, my Zoom virtual session soon, man. That's That's been that's real dope, man. It basically up, connect, bro. you know, artists and producers uh, versus it being via email, like send beats type situation. Mm -hmm. You get a, uh, you actually get a chance to, um, you know, connect with your producer and get to know them, and y'all build a chemistry. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what it's about, man. I, I feel like the text message thing be cool, but it's just more about the fire beat situation. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> fire beats. Like that's fire right. beats. This guy got fire <laughs> beats, but you ain't never met the guy ever in your life. Right. You know, and I'm, and I'm always kind of skeptical when everybody just throw out, yo, I got fire beats. It's like, really? Do you really got fire beats? Because everybody yeah. say they got fire beats, but not every beat that a person makes is going to be fire. Right. You know what I'm and saying? And then on like, top of that, that's what it all, that's what you're boiling the situation down to. Mm -hmm. Being like, hey, I had a virtual session with this guy, man. He's real good. We built some ideas, laid some stuff down, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to the next time we get on there. Because mm -hmm. now it's like, you built the connection, y'all talked. Y'all mm -hmm. actually seen where you want to go with this situation versus just be via email or text some beats and be like, nah, I don't like that five batch. Now you got to go dig through a whole nother right. archive. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's right. Man, you, you've been talking about some excellent points that I think people truly need to understand and people truly need to hear. Man, you know what? I am going to drop that. I'm going to drop that networking in the music industry series so that people can get all those nuggets same nuggets you've been talking about man because i think what people don't understand is that follow-up is essential it is a huge right. key right so so i'm gonna give some i'm gonna give some of, of it away while we're talking about it now so the networking in the music industry series is a i gotta I gotta remember is it a, it's a five part five part series right so i kind of okay. talk i kind of break it down into what you do before the event Right. So before you even go to a music conference, a music event, there's some pre-planning you need to do. And you talked mm -hmm. about part of it, which is if you're going to go to that event and you're going to make some connections, you need to at least research. I call them your five to seven key people that you want to meet, that you want to make sure you interact with during that session, during that conference, whatever the case is. But you need to research those people to figure out who they are, what they do, how they do it and how they're able to help you and how you're able to to help them, right? So you right. got to research those five to seven people. But I talk about that. I talk about how to create your elevator uh, pitch, what, how it, it needs to be constructed. 
I talk about how to create purposeful questions, uh, right? I'm trying to, I'm, 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 I'm gonna make this available, but yeah. it's gonna be, it's gonna be some gems. But I talk about the pre-planning. I talk about uh, during the event, what you should be doing during the event. Things like don't be on your phone, right, when you're networking, because right. people kind of see that as you just kind of be being distant. Interact with people. You know what I'm saying? Like I talk about the the, the n- video number three is all the do's. Video number four is all the don'ts. And the last video is all about the follow-up stuff. What do you do after the event? So I'm going to drop that. You know, you, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, like you've been talking about it. I think people need it. So they're going to get it. I'm definitely going to tap in with it too. Yeah. Yeah. It's tight. It's a tight series. But uh, yeah, man. So man, I know I'm interested. I've had a chance to, to check it out. Man, talk about your music. Talk about the work that you've done, the people that you've done this amazing work with. I don't want to ask too many questions about the Zoom yeah. thing, right? I wanted yeah. to, but I don't want yeah. to. I don't want. I don't want to give it all away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I want yeah, yeah, yeah. To, Most to tap into what you got coming, and I want them to experience it. So I'm gonna leave it at where you left it with the Zoom. But Most talk definitely. about talk about your music, man, and 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 what you've been doing with it, and who you've been working with. Um, man, right now I've been. Um, in the independent scene, most uh, most of my situations right now, man, it's just been a real dope situation meeting these dope independent artists that's just out here doing their own thing and just, you know, just really sticking to the grind with it, man. Um, I did, uh, I think we shot like four or five videos this year uh, with about four different artists, um, mainly Alabama artists. Um, we had the homie Willie DTMB out of West End of Birmingham. We did the artistic expression um january that's when that dropped we um that was like a little ep though that was real dope man we really didn't even know each other and we kind of like came together off a mutual connection and made some dope stuff man and i got a real good relationship with him now we we got more stuff coming out too um we dropped west side vibes too as well um march that that did real real dope uh views on it and then also on top of that man it was just dope going on his area his side of the city and just seeing his um how he's being received over there man they really mm. they really rocking with bro over there um bz bimbo we dropped killer that came out i want to say april you know what i'm saying real dope artist man lyricist out here in birmingham he's also from west end as well real dope dude man met him at just a couple of sessions at the homie spot man and just kind of just connected instantly man i just heard his voice i was like this dude really has a a distinctive voice man really reminds you kind of like jid for real um on his, hey. uh, his his pitch of his voice you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying um also we had 1013 musical um group out of birmingham man real dope energy man with him we shot um the video we shot a video, I think, May. Yeah, May was real dope, man. Turned out real dope with uh, DP Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it was that was just a whole good situation right there. It was real hot that day, but you know <laughs> what I'm saying? I pulled up on him, man, and showed love to him out there in uh, Pratt City. Mm-hmm. Shout out to 1013. Um, Fly Colangelo as well, man. Brooklyn artist. He resides in uh, Huntsville, Alabama. But uh, we did bag after bag. We dropped that single, uh, actually that same week um, that I dropped that video with um, 1013. And that did real good. It's still doing good on the screens right now. Um, We also um, got some more stuff on the way, man. I got got a lot of work with him as well. I've been working with him for uh, years, man. I met him 
right after I finished with school, you know what I'm saying? And we just kind of had a good connection, like kind of the same. We that 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 energy I was talking about about that that producer mm-hmm. artist situation, man. That that really sparked with me and his relationship uh, early mm-hmm. on, and we've been we've been working ever since, man, for real. So, I mean, we we've been releasing a lot of stuff for the past year or two, man. It's different mm-hmm. uh, people, man. I can't name everybody, but it's definitely been a good experience just been getting out here meeting these guys and just. You know, really building with these guys, man, because it's it's just a lot of dope people out here in Alabama, shoot everywhere, mm-hmm. for real. Because me, me, I be everywhere with it. I don't just be stuck for real. But <laughs> I'm telling you, man, just where I've been right now, just meeting these different people, man, it's just been it's been really helping me. I can't lie about that. Yeah, that's what's up, man. You know, so when you think about the music that you're making, like what inspires you to make the music that you make? Uh, my inspiration, I would say, just come from like just listening to music. Really, I just hear some dope stuff on the radio. I might hear a dope uh, new album that somebody might put me on to, and that really inspires me, man. Because you know, with me just being in the music at an early age, that learning new stuff was inspiring me around that time. And uh, it still has mm-hmm. inspired me now, um, especially like back when we talking about mixing and stuff like that, learning something new like that, that has me inspired all the time. Because when you feel like you might get complacent with some beats or something like that, or mm-hmm. you can just go watch a YouTube video and be like, whoa, I did not know how to do that. I'm going to try Dang. it. And now you're back creatively inspired to do mm-hmm. another 10 beats or something. You know what I'm saying? But mainly right. music. Like I said, listening to the music for real, for real. That's been like a main um inspiration right now because I, I really like where but yeah current presently right now man i'm just really like just liking where we at in music right now it's just mm-hmm. a, been a lot of dope good music a lot of dope music coming out right now man it's just that stuff right there alone just keeps me inspired for real man just hearing dope mm-hmm. producers hearing dope artists man that that there gets me going for real man you know I'm the type of person that can't listen to music and then go make it. <laughs> yeah. Really? I can't, I can't listen to somebody else's song that a producer made and then go make music. Why? Because in my head, I'm trying to recreate something that they made. Yeah. Versus something that is just naturally me. That's understandable. You know, yeah. It's like, oh, they made that type of beat cool, I'm going to make that same type of beat too. And it's like, you don't really think about it from mm-hmm. a, uh, uh, you know, a cognitive perspective. But when it's now your turn, you know, subconsciously you're, you're, you're thinking, oh yeah, I heard how they did that, that, uh, that pad, that dark pad or them snares or them hi-hats or them drums. And, and you unknowingly, you're trying to imitate what they do. That's just yeah. me. That ain't everybody. You know what I'm saying? That's I can't lie. Um, I used to mean? rap back in the day. That's how I used to approach. Um, that's how I used to feel when I used to mm-hmm. make songs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's like, I can't rap when I just heard this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but now, now, man, I feel like when I, I, I listen to so much stuff at one time, man, I might be listening to an old 90s boom bap tape at one point and then turn around, I'm listening to an R&B record. Then now I'm in heavy gangster trap. You know what I'm saying? It just be... It'd be different songs that might just have me feeling a certain way. And then um, I, I listen to it for the energy. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
that's what gets me going. Like I get in there like, man, that sh- that song was just like next mm-hmm. level. You know what I'm saying? So now my mm-hmm. energy is just like, okay, I make ten beats right now, just feeling that vibe. You know what I'm saying? It's, mm-hmm. it's more of an energy base with me, man. Because like sometimes when I was doing it. Uh, just making music based off, mm-hmm. you know, just how I was feeling and not really hearing them before. It was like really creating none out of thin air. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that used to be really like, it used to give me the producer block sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Because I'd be like, man, I don't know where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at these walls and ain't nothing <laughs> and I can't hear nothing coming out of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you hey, I feel you. Yep. But yeah, it's just energy based, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get it. Trust me. I know for me, it's like if I'm going to make something, I don't want to hear nothing. <laughs> then let me let whatever I'm about to have come out, let it just come out. And honestly, bro, it'd be stuff that you don't even hear. I'm going to send you one of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, send, send it through. Bro, bro. I need to hear what you're making out of thin bro, air. Bro, out of thin air, it'd be one. You'd be like, yo, wait a minute. But yo, that's kind of dope, though. And it'd be, it'd be just something crazy. But it don't sound like stuff you hear on the radio today because as soon as I hear something on, on, you know, what the radio they put on the radio, it's like, just in my head, it's like, oh, I'm going to start creating something around that. Let me yeah. get some plucks in there. Let me get some, let me throw up Nexus real quick. Nah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> let me use, let me use halftime. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Right. Because I know that's what they use. But I, yeah. I did buy halftime though. I use but, uh, halftime. That's that's dope. I like yeah. halftime, man. Are you still on FL? Uh, no, I'm not uh, in FL. I'm actually uh, producing in Machine and uh, Ableton. I'm don't my use man. Ableton. My I man. don't use Ableton as a actual um, make where I make my beats in. I do make beats in Ableton mm-hmm. as well, but I usually use Ableton as my uh, DAW for uh, recording Sequencing. or mixing my yeah. beats. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I do the same thing. Like I'm a machine. I just dropped a machine video. Mm, early this week on you know the, yeah, I love my, machine man my six my six sampling techniques within machine right so I just dropped that video people know I'm a machine guy so I love machine and I think it's one of the best groove boxes that are out there you know what I'm saying like yeah man yeah most definitely yeah because when I got nah, into it when I got nah, go into ahead. it I was just like it was just it was something next level to me because I wasn't mm-hmm. really like uh in tune with it I was involved with fruit loops and stuff like that but um when I got into machine, it was just like that was my first time actually getting onto like hardware or just you know equipment and stuff like that. So, man, that's it was just so crazy to me, man, because I never really like understood that part of the you know what I'm saying. We was we mm-hmm. come from the era. My yep. era for real comes from the beginning parts of this clicking stuff with the mm-hmm. guys be on the computer making beats mm-hmm. straight off the laptop. I feel like my generation kind of like started that situation because that was when um that was when guys was literally nobody here knew what machine was when I had machine. Mm. That was around like 2011. It was probably yeah. like, you know, a fewer people that I might not have knew about, probably knew about it. And shout out to the guys who did know about it. Because mm-hmm. when I when I pulled out that box in front of these people, they was looking like, They're like Yo, what's what that? is that, bro? <laughs> <laughs> they thought like I was, this... hey, they thought I was Timberland. They thought I was Timberland <laughs> as soon as I pulled it. <laughs> they thought you had a Nico. They're like, yo, what's I'm that? You. Yep, so, now man, shoot. Now you I'm think about it. Everybody got, a, everybody got a machine now or NPC. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But I do love machine. I'm gonna drop another machine video 
because I realized that machine videos and tutorials and stuff like that get you a lot of views. So yes, because I'm viewing them. <laughs> yeah, hey, and I'm I'm gonna continue to drop those types of videos. Yes, sir. But uh, man, like just the reason why I asked if you were still on FL is because uh, Image Line currently has a promotion until the end of November the thirtieth, where you can get all the plugins. Well, at least for me, because I got the signature edition of FL Studio, I mm -hmm. can get all of the signature plugins for 110 bucks. I can get every plugin oh, that they've steep. ever made for 110 bucks. But then I, I thought about it was like, I look, I went in and I added it to my cart like three times. I added to my uh -huh. cart, took it out, added to my cart, took it out. It was like, I don't use FL though. Like I got it because I wanted to learn it. And when they made it for Mac, I bought it because I wanted to learn it. But I got machine and I never really even touched FL. So I was like, I don't yeah. need all these plugins. But then again, I thought about it. I was like, maybe. I don't know. Hey, shout you know out to the saying? FL users, man, because they That's making right. fire beats on it. I can't lie. But fire. I, I, I just feel like when I make beats on machine, it's like, it's just, it's more of a, uh, um, a workflow um, mm. situation. That's what really led me into machine. Like the mm -hmm. workflow is just like, really smooth man like um i hated it yeah i love it now man i mean the newer <laughs> one now i i just updated my machine um i just used the micro that's all i've been mm -hmm. uh, using for years man and um uh the new update is a little bit different like i'm still learning um it yeah. just feel like i'm i'm doing a little bit more clicking than i was doing mm -hmm. on the one before that on the mk2 yeah, because now now you got those um clips that you can you can use now and and position anywhere you want to within your yeah uh within machine software yeah i just want machine to actually make a make a doll make an actual linear doll where we can just sequence it how we normally do in ableton or logic but i can control every parameter that's right the perfect right the perfect match is is ableton live and the push i mean right the way that they have it sequenced and the way that those that software and that hardware communicate with each other it's it's real Man. crazy. Yeah. And I want machine to make, I want native instruments to make a doll. Right. And to, right. yeah, it just makes, it I so believe much in easier. them, man. I believe in them, bro. Because I they, do too. they really, they've been doing some, they've been, they still doing some crazy things. And mm -hmm. I, I, you know, you know, native instruments, they get around to it when they can, but I, I can't lie, man. They, them guys there, when it comes to helping me on this production, man, Mm -hmm. Shout out to him, man. Shout out to him. Shout out to him. Man, if you do not have the certified gold, you got that? Certified, certified gold? Yeah. Certified gold pack? No, I don't have uh, it. Oh, bro. They just really, oh, man. Don't have it. Brother. Go to nativeinstruments.com. <laughs> yes, put me on to bro, it. Bro, that's, that's, like, that's, like, that's like four packs, native instruments packs, bro. You got to have, it's like, you got to have them. One is the Certified Gold. They just came out with that about a couple months, a month or so ago, a couple months ago, something like that. Certified Gold is probably one of the best Native Instruments packs that they created. That, you gotta have Certified Gold, you gotta have the DJ Khalil. Man, when I tell you that DJ Khalil is fire, oh my gosh. Yeah, so those two, then you gotta have the, um, now people can disagree, you can add your own in here. Um, pure drip. It's like, you know, like a trap, uh, type one. Pure drip is, is dope. And then I would probably say the, um, 
is it aqueous earth i think that's the other one aqueous earth but then there's faded reels there's golden kingdom man there's a whole bunch of them out there but that certified gold brother that's gonna that take it nuts. that's gonna take yeah look that up after we done that certified gold that's bro. locked in it's like 49 bucks that mug that's locked is in fire like when you hear the loops in that mug when you hear the 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 drums oh my gosh it's probably one of the best packs that native instruments has put out shout out to um what's the old boy name snipe young is that who it is? is that his name snipe young snipe young this sounds familiar yeah i think it's i think his name is snipe young yo he, he's the one that makes uh he made the golden kingdom faded reels and the, he made a whole bunch of them and he made the certified gold joint oh my gosh shout out to if it's snipe young i think that's who it is shout out to snipe young for making those packs because i need i'm gonna get him on this show we're gonna talk about that because that those packs are fire but anyway man back that to, out man shout back, out back, back to duke illington you know what i'm saying like i said this is like a people know when they watch the show we kind of have just a conversation about all types of stuff but uh but man it sounds like you're going in the right direction with with your music you're going in the right direction with the way that you are handling what you do from a business perspective you know what I'm saying? So so kudos to you, brother. Shout out to you for, for what you're doing. And keep making those connections because that's where people really don't realize. And maybe they do. You know what I'm saying? Like, but connections matter. Connections matter in this music industry. And it does matter who you know and those relationships that you build. Because if you continually continuously just jump in people's DM, hey, listen to my beat, hey, listen to my beat, check out this fire, it's not gonna work. Right. I, I delete I delete people like because there's no context to the conversation. You're not trying to get to know me. You're not trying to build a, a relationship. Yeah. And, and I understand that people are like, nah, I just want you to listen to the song and tell me if it's hot or not. And everybody you know hates like, spam, man. I hate it. I will delete a dude. Delete. Super yeah. quick. When it's just, just those that. things. Yeah. Yep. So man, so you started to give us some great advice about what people need to do to be successful in, in, in this industry. Is there anything else you want to add to that advice that you started to give previously? Uh, what I add to that advice, man, anything you're doing out here, man, whether it's music or, you know, cutting hair, anything, man, I feel like you just need to uh, never up at it. You feel me? Like, don't don't really worry about how people uh, receive it at the beginning, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Especially in the music situation. Because I feel like music, I had to learn that music is subjective. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So everybody going to like what they like. You know, not everybody's going to like everything that you like. So mm -hmm. in that situation, once you get that locked in your head, you know, for all the music creators out here, like that, that's, that'll break barriers for you. Cause you'll start seeing it from a different perspective versus it just being like, ah oh, man, this this guy hating on my music or something like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's right. more like, nah, man, it's just not the taste is an acquired taste. It's like food. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's how I feel about it. That's my yeah. advice to you, to uh, any of you creators out there. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. You know, I got a friend who tells me that uh, opinions are like noses. Everybody got one. Most definitely, <laughs> and the other and the other uh, things too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody got a, Everybody got a. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I know. But uh, and I think that's important, brother. Just as you said, that people need to be open to feedback and to really take constructive feedback. People, it's not always that people are hating. 
and I hate, oh my gosh, I hate that, dude. I, I hate right. that with a passion. It's like, just because somebody doesn't like something doesn't mean I'm hating on it. That's the first like, thing is always. Oh my gosh, <laughs> like grow, like grow up, bro. Like grow up. It doesn't mean just because I don't like something that I'm hating on it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't like squash for the longest time, but I didn't hate on squash. And so for exactly. me, so, 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 here's, so, so here's how I define it. And for anybody who's watching this, when you watch it, here's how I define, you know, if you just don't like something versus you truly hating something, right? When you don't like something, it's like, you know what? Cool. That's not according to my, to my taste. I don't really like it. You know, I may not listen to it again. I'm not pushing it. I'm not talking about it. I just don't like it. Right. Hating on the other end is when I am actively talking about it in a very negative way on a continual basis and downgrading whatever that thing may be. Like I'm campaigning against squash. You know what I yeah. mean? Like every I'm time squash puts something out, you like this. Don't get it. Don't get it. Squash is horrible. Don't do that. Right. Like like I'm actively trying to downplay or downgrade or downtrodden you know, whatever that may be. If I don't like something, I don't like something. It don't mean I'm hating on it. Right. I hate that, man. I hate that. You know, no offense to anybody, but oh my gosh, I've, I've seen that this generation sometimes. My bad, bro. You know, I'm from the younger, you know what I'm saying? You can kind of see it right here, you know, a little gray <laughs> coming in. I'm kind of from an older generation where, no, nah, we didn't hate. We just told you like how it was. We didn't like something. We didn't like it. Keep it moving. Get better at right. it. Like, I, I had a friend of mine who, I played beats for him, right? I played beats for him. Uh, and if you ever, I've said this a million times on this show. I played beats for him one day, and I kid you not, that boy laughed the entire time. <laughs> he was like, he was laughing. He, bro, he was laughing at the entire time. Now, this is when I first got started and really trying to, you know, produce. And I looked up to this dude because at the time he wasn't a Grammy nominee, a, a Grammy winning producer. But he had a ton of placements. When I say a ton, bro, he was on, he had a ton of placements. And I looked up to him like, yo, I want you to hear my stuff. And he yeah. did. And he just laughed the entire time. I mean, no matter how I felt, I was just like, ah, ah, ah. Yeah, he's he killing you every lap. Right. But did I think he was hating on it? No. It's just that, you know, what what could I learn from what, What's happening in that situation? I learned to get better. You know what I mean? I fig I learned to ask him. You know, based upon what you were listening to, you know, why does this happen? And he was like, he was like, bro, your sounds sound generic. They, you know, the sequencing of them, the mix, right? Before I even know how to mix stuff, it was just a whole bunch of stuff. And I had to learn, and I got better from it. And I think anybody needs that. But don't be afraid of constructive criticism. Yeah, being being punks man like <laughs> yeah man i'm telling you man. it's like that's 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 the only way that's that's how i got in my situations right now you know what i'm saying but just mm -hmm. really just open the feedback like i said um really like talking to these artists man seeing seeing if like if they don't like the record what you don't like about it where mm -hmm. you want to go from it and that's what i said about the relationships because uh, I feel like in the in this situation of just music and creating with different people and collaborating, not everything's gonna come out, quote unquote, fire. You know what I'm saying? Right. Cause especially when you're building something, you building you building. It's like building a house, bro. You gonna mm. see the 
the wood come up at the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're gonna see the you're gonna see the outline of it. You're not gonna actually know what the house is gonna look like on the finished product, but once everything gets built and stuff, we looking we looking to make this look real good, you know what I'm saying? That's but right. that's what I'm saying. Just being open to new ideas, being open to feedback. Like I said, knowing that everybody if you just look at music like food, it's it's mm, kind of like mm-hmm. everything makes sense then. You know what I'm saying? Because I know myself, I don't like everything. And I'm sure right. another human being out here is not eating everything they see. You know I don't like saying? chitlins. Right. So Some people do. There we go. There we go. So yeah. it just that's how people... <laughs> chitlins. <how> they <laughs> said chitlins. I'm like, that is crazy. Oh, yeah. Some people like chitlins. I do not like chitlins. But it's an acquired taste. Everybody got their different tastes. I'm not hating on chitlins. I just ain't going to eat them. That's what, you know I'm, what I'm saying, saying? man. And I'm, and I'm and not out here music. beating up people who eat chitlins. So. And that's how yeah. the music go, man. That's, that's how, how I feel, go. man. For the young for young generations out here that might be tuning in, like, mm-hmm. you get that in your head right there, man. You, you really going to see some that's good right. things coming forward, man. That's right. That's right. So, man, it's been a great conversation, my dude. Ladies and gentlemen, Duke Ellington, it has been a pleasure having you on the show today, brother. Man, tell people man, where they can find you. Me, yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. Once again, thank you for having me. Like I said, man, for real. Y'all can find me um, at Duke Ellington 90 on Twitter, Instagram. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, we're going to change that right here. Look, I know y'all see all this coming up. Bam. There that's we go. We so, I mean, yeah. that's I that Twitter, right. Instagram right there. That's Twitter and Instagram right there. And uh, Facebook uh, is uh, Duke Ellington. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. you go like the page. Or also you can go to J Duke um, FP on Facebook, uh fan page, basically. But um, that's my two fan pages on uh, Facebook if you want to connect there. But uh, Twitter and Instagram, most definitely, you can connect with Duke Ellington 90. I'm very frequent on uh, Instagram. So, you know, just reach out mm-hmm. if you want to, man. Where did 90 come from? I'm born not See, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> so yep. that's that's letting you know, like I'm letting them know, like I'm not a '90s baby. I'm from '90. <laughs> so I'm from '90. I'm not a '90s, 90s baby. baby. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yep. <laughs> I'm borderline '89 though. Yep. Hey, see, but yeah, man. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, make sure you check out Duke Ellington for real. Check out his music. Go to the uh, to YouTube. Check out the video. Make sure you get at him on on social media, real cool dude, as you can see. Uh, but yeah, make sure you check him out. Make sure you support what he's doing uh, from a musical perspective. Make sure you tune into that Zoom stuff when he when he launches Most it, still. right? I'm Most interested in, in what that looks like. And um, I definitely wanna hear more about about what he's doing creatively uh, for, in, you know, within his career. So, man, it's been, a pre- it's been a pleasure, brother. I'm sure, you know, with everybody that I, I interview, we always establish some type of connection and relationship going forward it never ends with just with just the interview so yes sir yes sir looking forward to it man oh man me too me too brother but uh man hey just hang on for a a, a moment as we as we wrap up and then i'll highlight you in just a moment all right here we go so ladies and gentlemen once again thank you for tuning in to another episode of we create music tv it was a great pleasure to have duke ellington 
on the show today. So make sure you go out and support him and check him out. And of course, support We Create Music TV. You can always check us every Monday and Thursday at 7 p.m. on WeCreateMusic.tv, where you can catch all of our interviews. Uh, and also throughout that week, you can check out our master classes that we that we offer. Like I said, I'm going to drop that networking in the music industry one that you can definitely tune into because you're going to need that. And I also have a seven habits of highly effective music creators one that will be coming as well. But we got a lot of things planned for the music creators and the music community. So make sure you want to subscribe to this, our YouTube channel. That way we can make content easily and readily available to all the music creators around the world. And of course, it shows your support for what we do. And uh, I appreciate all of you. So once again, thank you for tuning in to We Create Music TV. And we are out, ladies and gentlemen.